Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. my dear ones. It is so wonderful to be back with you. You actually have no idea how much I have missed this time of connection and I apologize that uh, I was not able to post anything for the last few weeks of summer. But as you know, my promise to you is to always give you my very, very best and I was working really hard on some side projects and truthfully my energy felt a little bit too divided and I did not and would not put something out there just for the sake of having something out there. If I can't be focused and centered and fully present, I'm not going to record just for the sake of having something out every single week. So anyway, here we are back in the swing of things. I am so looking forward to being back with you every week in September. And what I would like to talk about today is gratitude. In part because I am feeling so very grateful myself. And yes, I know it's easy to talk about gratitude when things are going well. But I want you to know, as I have always promised you is that I will only talk to you about things that I know to be true. So rest assured, dear ones, I have practiced gratitude in the darkest, hardest times of my life. So there really is no wrong way to practice gratitude. Um, And you know what? In fact, let's just take a moment and take three deep breaths together. And as you're breathing deeply, bring to mind two or three things that you feel grateful for, okay? So let's just do that. Now, how do you feel? I would be shocked if any one of you told me that you did not feel a shift in your physiology. And maybe you already came into today's podcast feeling grateful and happy. And if so, I'm going to guess that that increased with taking those deep breaths and focusing on gratitude. And if you were not in a good mood, then I'm willing to bet that those couple of deep breaths and connection to thankfulness gave you an opportunity to shift your mood and to really decompress those stress hormones in your body and give you a sensation of increased peace. So dear ones, do not underestimate the medicinal power and properties of gratitude. Gratitude is real medicine, my friends. Use it as freely 
and as often as needed. Okay, so there really is no wrong way to practice being grateful. And no matter what your life circumstances are right now in this very moment, I promise you there is no shortage of things to be thankful for. So I'll just give you a couple of examples of ways that you can use gratitude. Some people um, like to just start their day first thing in the morning and think of something that they feel grateful for. I myself like to do this um, before I get out of bed. I like to take a nice deep breath and really get centered within myself before my brain starts to get busy certainly before I look at my phone and as I exhale I just fully and completely surrender to a feeling of thankfulness feeling thankful for this day this chance at life this opportunity to be alive um, I also offer gratitude with an invitation to be and do better and to grow and to serve and that really sets the tone nicely for the rest of the day. If you can wake up thankful and dedicated to a servant's heart, I'm pretty sure that you should have a good day. There are always variables and unexpected things and you know, family tragedies and such, but for the most part, if you begin your day with gratitude, that really sets the tone nicely. So that's one thing that you can do. Maybe we'll just sort of move through the day and all of the opportunities. This is kind of just coming to me as we go along. So um, in one of the hardest and darkest stretches of my life, I was desperately searching for a way not to surrender to the darkness. Because friends, when you lose hope and when you can't find things to be grateful for, it gets dark really quickly, and that can become um, a downward spiral that's hard to get out of. And what we don't want is for uh, negativity or poverty or anger to really become wired uh, throughout your nervous system and become your mindset and your new way of living. So it's really important that we're spending this time practicing gratitude and wiring our brains and our bodies for experiences of thankfulness. So when I was in this really hard, dark place and just kind of feeling grumpy about every aspect of my life, I created gratitude drives. And rather than driving to work in the morning, kind of grumbling and bemoaning everything that was wrong with my life, I decided to spend my entire drive counting and reciting things that I was thankful for. And it could even be something as simple as, you know, having all five senses or having a job to go to or having the transportation to get to a job. Even if it's not, you know, even if you have a jalopy of a car or it's not your dream job. The reality is if you have a way then that is a beautiful thing because there are people that are looking for work and there are people that do not have transportation. 
So um, that's another thing that you can do. What a lot of my clients like to do is actually at the end of the day, they like to sort of wind down and collect themselves and sort of set the tone for good sleep, which I think is another wonderful, wonderful habit. So a lot of my clients will um, climb into bed or do this just before they get to bed. They will actually write down a list at the end of the day of everything that they're grateful for, or everything that, went, that you know, went right or, um, you know, unexpected blessings or miracles that found them. And that is a wonderful way to stay in that mentality and also keep it going. If you're writing it down, then you can go back over time and keep looking and really see how often we're blessed. I actually would encourage you to start writing things down. In fact, maybe I need to start doing that myself. Um, but it's important to practice gratitude in both ends of the spectrum. So um, I'll give you two little personal examples. Sometimes expressing gratitude can just be the smallest little thing. Um, I was walking my dog a couple of days ago and saw a neighbor who hadn't been home for a couple of days and he had let me know that he actually had just been in the hospital with a blood clot and how scary that had been for him. And um, that he actually, you know, he was kind of sheepish, was going to the car. He, he had not smoked at all, of course, in the hospital, but he had five cigarettes left in his car, and he was, I sort of caught him on the way to retrieve them. And I did not pass any judgment. I didn't say anything. I just, you know, looked at him and he looked at me and I said, well, you know, that that's a choice. And he kind of stood there, you know, just kind of kicking his toe in the dirt. And I felt guided to say, you know, why start now if you've already gone three days? And he countered with, well, why not just finish what I have? What's five more? It's not going to kill me. And so again, I looked at him and he looked at me and he kind of kicked his toe in the dirt again. And I waited to be guided and remove my judgment about smoking and health and all of that. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? Why don't you give those cigarettes to me? If you give them to me and I take them, I'm not going to smoke them and you won't have the temptation. And just don't go out and buy some more. And just that little offering, his face completely changed. Almost like he was going to crumple. And he said thank you for caring about this. And I said, of course, I care about you. And, you know, our little pup Bailey loves him. I said, Bailey cares about you and we want you to be healthy. We want you to have a long, happy life. And if I can help you not contribute to further disease, let me do that. And he was so touched that I made that offer to take his cigarettes. Then he handed them right over. So... This was just this little thing of synchronicity where I'm off on our afternoon walk, not expecting anything. And here I was able to be guided to intercept, you know, this man's cigarettes and contribute to his continued wellness. And the gratitude that he felt that someone that's just a neighbor cared that much touched me in a way that I then felt so grateful that I actually was teary eyed 
off and on the rest of the day. And I felt so grateful that I was placed there at that time, that I was guided to make that offer. And it took nothing. It took no energy. It took, what, a minute of my day. So his gratitude became contagious and made me feel grateful that I was able to be a blessing and be of service to someone when I wasn't even expecting it. It just sort of came out of the sky. So gratitude is a contagious thing. Another example I can give you is my kick-ass husband who works very, very hard and still manages to do a lot to help me. My husband is a very happy um, house helper. So I'd had a really, really long day yesterday and I had a friend over who was having a difficult time and, you know, Bailey was kind of being a pain in the butt and too excited to see her. So he took her, he took Bailey for a walk and then he took Bailey, you know, into another room so that my friend and I could chat and I could be present for her and, you know, allow her to cry and express herself. And, um, I realized at the last minute at the end of the day that I had put my sheets in the washer and I had not remembered to put them in the dryer. And so that meant I was going back to bed and I was so bone tired that I had not put sheets on the bed or even remembered to move them over. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to grab two blankets. I'll survive for a night with no sheets. And I went back there and my husband had opened the windows, made the bed and tucked the little corner back for me to climb in. I almost fell onto the floor. I was so thankful to have a bed that was made. That was the most wonderful offering of love that he could have given me yesterday because I was so tired. And I went running and I threw my arms around him and kissed him. And again, that gratitude became contagious because when he saw what that meant to me and what that did for me, just that simple little act of caring and making my day easier gave him joy. And so me receiving that gift with gratitude actually gave him gratitude and it made him thankful that he was able to do something and that I was acknowledging his thoughtfulness. So gratitude is a contagious thing and we both went to bed in a really good mood. And you might be thinking, well, of course he would make the bed. He wouldn't want to sleep on an unmade bed either. Here's the rub. We don't sleep in the same bed most nights because we work completely opposite schedules and because he snores. So he made that bed specifically for me. So gratitude is a wonderful thing. As a little aside, what's coming out of these two stories is there is an opportunity every single day for you to give someone else an opportunity for gratitude. Gratitude is not meant just for ourselves. If you can be a blessing, if you can be of service, if you can do a kind thing that makes someone's day better, light that torch and pass it on. Gratitude is powerful medicine. We have to acknowledge the hard side just for a moment and then we'll wrap it up. If you can find gratitude in the hardest of times, then you are well on your way, I'm going to say towards enlightenment. I'm not sure because I'm not enlightened, but it certainly seems to be a natural progression 
So I think I'm probably going to botch this, but I think it was Mark Twain who said, forgiveness is the smell that the violet leaves on the heel that crushed it. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Ah, to be gifted with <laughs> words like that. We need to practice gratitude in the hardest of times. And I will say that I think people actually are very good at this in the face of death. Most people will say, you know what, it was really hard in the end, but I'm so thankful that I was able to take care of him. Or, oh, that was the hardest, you know, saying goodbye was the hardest thing I've ever done, but I'm so thankful that we had all of this time together. So... Most people are actually great doing this in death, where even though there's the searing pain of separation, we're able to be grateful for the time that we had and that experience of love. And in fact, before we had gotten this puppy, I had asked my husband, I think for 17 years, <laughs> if we could get a dog. And he said no, because he didn't want to have an animal ever. Um, he was kind of just waiting for my cat to die. And when my cat died, I lost my mind, completely lost my mind, legitimately lost my mind. And he said, okay, so we're never going to have an animal again. And I said, oh, no, no, we're absolutely going to have an animal again, just not right now. And he looked at me and said, why would you ever do that to yourself again? And I said, because it's worth it. You know what the end of the journey is. You know that that agony of separation is there at the end. But all of those years of companionship and love and joy and memories are worth that pain in the end. So even when something is so hard, there's gratitude. And we don't have to practice this only in death. You know, if we're training for a marathon and we're not able to complete it, or we're trying to get published and it gets rejected, or... Um, you know, we're trying to work in our relationship and the other person doesn't want to put the work in, you know, they're still off on their own time and you're trying to salvage it or the other way around. You feel you've gotten everything you need out of the relationship and they're still head over heels for you. There's always something to be grateful for. So again, I invite you to find gratitude in every situation, no matter what. When you're disappointed, be thankful and trust that there's a greater wisdom. When you're angry, be thankful that that anger is there to help you protect yourself. When you're sad, be grateful for the knowledge that it's impermanent and that joy is going to return. You know when you're sick, like when you have the flu or you get food poisoning, and like the day you wake up and you feel back to normal, most of us don't even have any gratitude for normal. But boy, if you're sick and you wake up feeling back to your usual self, you have so much gratitude, right? Have gratitude in the darkest, hardest of times. I want you to have gratitude every single day because I am here to tell you legitimately, I don't know the science of things. I'm not good at math. I'm a person of faith versus proof. I don't have proof, but I am here to tell you 
only through my own experience that the more you focus on gratitude, the more you will find to be grateful for and the more the blessings will come to you. And I don't mean trying to connive gratefulness. I don't mean being grateful for something, thinking, oh, I've been so grateful all day. If I buy this lottery ticket, I'll be grateful for winning $1,000. That's not how it works. You don't get to dictate. You don't get to control. Live in a space of thankfulness and see what shows up for you. Because at the end of the day, we can always think of someone who is far worse off than we are. Bottom line, are you fed? Are you clothed? Are you housed? Are you loved? If the answer to all of those is yes, you got it made, baby. Everything else is just icing, but you've still got the cake. Are you fed? Are you clothed? Are you housed? Are you loved? If that's the case, you have more to be grateful for than I could talk about for the next hour. So I'm going to leave you with that. Of course, it would thrill and delight me if you would get in touch with me and let me know what you're grateful for. Last thing I'm going to tell you, my sister and I do this every single year. On Thanksgiving, we write a list of 1,000, 100 things that we're grateful for. And a lot of times it's the same thing on the list, but sometimes it's different. Um, I'll tell you the one thing that's always on the list, mom's forehead kisses. For me, the other thing that's always on the list, nectarines. I swear there is no better proof to me that God exists than a nectarine. Boy, was God having a good day when he designed a nectarine. It is the most amazing food on the planet. And if heaven exists, I'm sitting on a white fluffy cloud with all the nectarines that my eye can see. Yes, I'm grateful when I'm eating a nectarine. It's a true story. It makes me so happy. So anyway, practice some gratitude. Send me a list of some things that you're thankful for. I would love to hear it. I would love especially to hear an opportunity or a situation where things were really hard and you had to dig deep and find a reason to still be thankful because those transformation stories are going to inspire somebody else. So I just might use it on a future podcast or blog post or some other form of writing or even in a workshop. Let me know. All right, dear ones. See you next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at Hope to hear from you soon.